Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. It is to tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Great to be with you. Thanks so much for being with us on this Wednesday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us on that World Wide Web as well. You ever heard of that? What a deal. 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you click on the Listen Live tab, and guess what? You listen live. It's called a stream, and it's there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. You want to pick up your phone and call us, you can do that as well, 329-1899-329-1899. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We'll take a look at what we got in the show today. We're going to start off talking a little bit about the Grizz-Portland State game. We're going to focus in on that game for two reasons. The second reason is that at 5 o'clock, the head coach of the Portland State Vikings, Bruce Barnum, going to join us live. Really looking forward to talking to Coach Barnum, uh, one of the all-time. If you haven't heard uh, Bruce Barnum talk, you just make make time at the top of the hour to hear Barney uh, talk a little bit with us at 5 o'clock. So we're focusing on that game. We also uh, are going to have uh, Kevin Thompson, the quarterback of Sacramento State. Sacramento State, the number six team in the land. They are the sixth team playing the third team in the country. Weber State, and they are a seven-point favorite. Go figure that. Uh, they are rolling right now. So Kevin Thompson on w- with us once again. It is a Wednesday. We're going to do a Wing It Wednesday with you here in the first hour. Get you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and our ESPN round table with Chris Chitavitsky. He is the head soccer coach of the of the women's team, which is, by the way, the only soccer team at the University of Montana. They play today against Eastern Washington for the regular season Big Sky Conference Championship. We talked with him earlier this week. Unbelievable story. Born in Poland, went to Italy, South Africa, Australia, the United States. He's been everywhere and uh, and is is a, a heck of a guy, a great story, and really fun to talk to. So we uh, uh, will bring you that conversation as well. But we start today 
with our dear friend from SWX Montana, ABC Fox, Sean Rainey in studio. Hi, Sean. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great. And I get to be on Coulter's mic. I know. What a while, deal. While we wait for him. Yeah. Uh, he's got his laptop open. I might want to jump on the Twitter and do some anti-Viking <laughs> stuff. We can both agree on that one, maybe. Yeah, you know? exactly. We can, yeah. we can, we can uh, uh, get in there and take his feed over and uh, and talk about how much we don't like John Randall, which actually would be a lie. I love John <laughs> Randall, regardless of who we played for. Uh, by the way, Coulter is on his way. He is uh, at practice right now uh, talking with Coach Houck, and, uh, and so he's going to uh, roll in here as he gets here. By the way, the show outlook brought to us by MissoulaGutterCleaning.com, the most insured, the most fun. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com online. Now, Sean, you and I, we got a couple of things to talk about. So let's start with the obvious because you were the first reason we're going to start with the Portland State Grizz game. You are going to be there uh, doing the broadcast, obviously, for uh, for this football game. It'll be on SWX Montana Television on Saturday. Uh, but Portland State is really interesting for a handful of reasons. There's all there's so much diversity in the type of football and in the type of program, frankly, that exists in the Big Sky Conference. But Portland State, even amongst that diversity, is pretty unique. You're talking about one of the most colorful, entertaining, and interesting coaches you could possibly have in Bruce Barnum, who, again, we'll hear from at the top of the hour. A program that has maybe the least amount of institutional support of any of them in the Big Sky Conference, where it's essentially on the program itself to perpetuate itself. They get really no, very little assistance. They got no home field. They're playing in a high school stadium in Hillsboro. Uh, but also, they're in an urban center, one of the two biggest cities, including, you know, if you include Sacramento in the Big Sky, they have gotten tremendous talent, NFL-type talent coming through here. And uh, and once again, they're like five and four, five and three and five and four on the season. And they uh, they have played really well. I mean, they uh, we know Arkansas is terrible. They're still an SEC team. They went to Arkansas. They played them to a touchdown football game. And they're also the team that last year came into Missoula, won on a last-second field goal, and sent Missoula into a bit of a tailspin and really derailed their season in a lot of ways as that was the first of three consecutive losses for the University of Montana. So when you look at this game and this football team, what stands out to you when you when you assess the matchup now? Yeah, well, you kind of touched on it. It's a, a funky coach yep. kind of a funky team. You know, they kind of are all over the place Kind of like their head coaches. Um, Bruce Barnum, a, a really funny, intricate guy, um, but he can get, you know, pretty heated and kind of emotionally all over the place um, on the sidelines. And they're kind of like that when you when you dive into them. Obviously, I know you and Coulter have talked about it this week, kind of the, the flex defense. And mm-hmm. now it's, you know, kind of a guessing slash trying to trick you kind of, kind of a defense. Um, but, yeah, when you look at them, they're way up there in penalties. They average, you know, almost 10 penalties a game. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of all over the place. That's kind of Portland State. When you go look at their history, they've always been a highly penalized team. But they have like 77 penalties. Montana has 40. So, and they also turn the ball over a lot. So they just, there's a lot, of, there's just a lot going on when you play a team like Portland State. And uh, it's going to be interesting how Montana game plans for them. Um, and had to, just to see how this game plays out, especially knowing that Montana not only lost to them last year, but the way that they lost by really shooting themselves in the foot. They kept you know, dropping passes for first downs. They had a chance to win the game. Keenan Curran had the late fumble that set up the, the game-winning field goal. So it's I think it's definitely a game that I would say that if Montana beat them last year, 
that it'd be more of a trap game. But I think they're going to get Montana's full focus on Saturday. I, I agree, and I think that, uh, uh, I mean, Coach Houck alluded to this in the press conference that – you know he understates almost everything when he when he talks to the media, but he acknowledged that yes, the uh, what happened in Missoula will be taken as a consideration heading into this game. AKA, uh, it is the gasoline on the fire for this week, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I also think that that helps to overcome for Montana what I think is a trap for everybody that plays Portland State in Portland or should I say in Hillsboro, which is, you know, you've, you're a Division One football player. All of a sudden, you're playing at a high school stadium that's probably going to have less people in it than when the actual high school team plays. Now, that won't be the case for the Grizz game because Montana fans travel so well, and I think there's going to be a good turnout for that. But it's, you know, I think there's a lot of guys that show up, even, you know, in the big sky, you have some weird venues in southern Utah, say Greeley, Colorado, where it's not much more than a high school stadium as is, but you still go there and you're like, so this is this is where we're playing today. I mean, think about Idaho. They play at Penn State in front of a hundred and how many thousand people, and then four weeks later are playing in front of you know two thousand people at a high school stadium. There's nobody where the pendulum swings more than that. But because, as you said, uh, the Portland State won the game last year in Missoula. They will have Montana's full attention, and certainly Coach Alk is not going to uh, you would think allow any sort of uh, anything less than a hundred plus percent effort and energy for this football game. Yeah, and this is also just a completely different matchup and team than last season. Obviously, the Grizz couldn't really run the ball effectively last year. Right. And so with that flex defense, it kind of you know can confuse quarterbacks. And they and they have a couple good cover guys, like so they can you know match up you know with wide receivers. And when you're doing a bunch of funky stuff in the back end, it's hard to maybe dissect that as a quarterback. But and the Grizz couldn't run the football last year, so. Yeah. That kind of played right into Portland State's hands. But, I mean, the Grizz have been rushing for over 200 yards a game, you know, as of late. So, if they're able to go three tight end sets and just run the football, it doesn't matter how confusing you're going to be in the back end if you just hand it off to Marcus Knight and he goes and gets you five yards of carry. Let's hear a little bit from uh, Bobby Houck. This is just uh, his sort of initial uh, and, and sort of, I guess, overall impression of Portland State and what they are, what they do. Obviously, they beat us here last year. Uh, they're well coached. They're athletic. Uh, they're undefeated at home this year. We know they went to Arkansas uh, of the SEC for those that are uninformed and uh, gave them everything they could handle and lost 20 to 13. They're scoring 35 points a game. Um, offensively, they're balanced. They're they're both in play call and yardage. They're rushing for. 212 a game and thrown for around 250. I think it's 246 or something like that. Um, the quarterback, Alexander, is having a big year. He, he's veteran. He does a nice job. Um, the running back, they play several, but, but we really uh, like their backs. Um, and then there's cutters averaging 17 yards per catch, leading them in receptions. Um, then there's touchdown Charlie who's the best uh, tight end I've seen in a while. Uh, Certainly the best one we've seen this year to date. And then the defense is unique. It's like nothing we've seen the last couple of years. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. 
Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. And again, it's the Flex Defense. You asked them about it, and, and it's not easy to explain, but it's it's a different front. It's not your standard three- or four-man front. It's sort of it's sort of both, uh, I guess you could say, because they have, I think, four linebackers that can do a, a myriad of things, rush from the edge, rush on the inside, fall back even into kind of a safety spot, and they roll coverage as well. So it's it's built to be confusing. And as we talked about, you know, Coulter talks about this defense being one step ahead uh, you know, and if it is, then you're in good shape. And what he means by that is that if you are the one that is confusing the opponent, then this defense is almost impossible to deal with if, the, if it can't be figured out. But if it does get, it also has areas where it's just invariably going to be susceptible. And if it can, you know, if you can figure out where those are coming from and and the quarterback can diagnose that stuff in real time and see it, there's going to be big plays to be made. So it's a feast or famine kind of defense. And last year, it was absolutely outstanding for, for Portland State. Here's the thing, though. Dalton Sneed had his worst game for the Grizzlies against Portland State last year, and that defense just flat out won for Portland State. But, you know, it was interesting to me, too, because it was the first time that Bobby Houck and, you know, Ken Rosenbaugh, Brent Pease, had seen that defense, too, or at least the Portland State version of that defense. And I think they didn't quite get a full handle on that. And I think coming into this game, they're going to have a much better game plan on what what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, and whether Dalton Sneed or Cam Humphrey is playing on Saturday, I think the plan is going to be much more effective. And to your point, Sean, is a very good one. Montana can run the football this year. I mean, they're not they're they're not uh, uh, top, you know, 10 in the nation type of running team, but they're a very effective football team running when they need to be able to. And you saw it on Saturday where they rushed 55 times for 250 yards and change. Uh, Very, very good. And that is something that they didn't have last year, and that really played in, obviously, to any team, but maybe in particular Portland State's advantage. Yeah, and and I honestly think that we're going to see almost kind of a similar game plan to Eastern Washington. I think Montana's going to come out and really try and establish a run. I don't think they're going to put too much on Cam Humphrey's plate to start the game early, and they're, they're going to see if they can dictate the pace. Hmm. To me, that was the biggest difference between Sac State and Eastern Washington. I know Montana scored on the first possession, but it happened so fast that the pace of the game, from the start of it, didn't feel like it was in Montana's favor because it was just up and down, back and forth, and it never seemed like they were ever in control of the pace of the game. Eastern Washington, that, that first possession, it's just kind of – dink and dunk, run the ball, take up a bunch of clock, kick a field goal. And I know Eastern Washington then scored two touchdowns. But to me, they were still the game and the pace. And they were, with how many plays they were running, they were controlling the football game. Right. And I think that's going to be their 
their goal going into Saturday is early, not necessarily worry about the, the scoreboard, but just control the game as far as how they want to play. And then if they have to get out of their stuff and maybe not run the ball or, or do whatever they want to going in, then they you know will switch things up going against that defense. But I, th- I think it's going to be something kind of similar to the start for Eastern. Uh, this game, again, 3 o'clock on Saturday, so the later afternoon start. Uh, that's 3 Mountain, by the way, 2 Pacific time. Uh, and again, we'll be on uh, SWX Montana Television. and ABC locally. ABC ABC here in Missoula. And our dear friend Sean Rainey going to be on the sidelines on that one. And uh, and helpful because he'll be able to see it and, uh, and, and all of that. Hi, Coulter. Welcome in. Don't, don't, don't rush yourself. We don't want to hear you. Okay, I'll turn your mic on. You didn't have it on. I don't want you breathing too hard into the mic. You know what I mean? Hey, I've been working out, bro. My fitness is good. Okay. No arguments here. Um, Sean. Comparatively, yes, indeed. By the way, here in about 10 minutes, maybe a little less, we will have uh, Kevin Thompson. He is the uh, quarterback of the Sacramento State Hornets. He is also uh, the de facto California correspondent of this show. I think this is his ninth appearance in seven weeks on Tutel and Nuana. So uh, happy to have him on. Always good to talk to him. Probably the game of the week there at Sac State and Weaver State. Coulter, quickly, you... We're listening to us, I know, talk about this game. We kind of went through it broadly, which we've done a little bit already. The Hauk sound that you heard talking to him just now, two minutes quickly on, on you know, further conceptions of Portland State, Montana. Well, I thought Sean's analysis is really good because the flex defense, it does, it's so confusing because of the way that you switch up the front and the guy who plays what they call the rover and then the other guy who plays the Sam, those guys are going to be Sometimes the edge, sometimes the outside linebacker, sometimes the safety, sometimes a guy that's in the box, even though he is a safety. If you just run it right at the middle linebacker, it makes the confusion that exists irrelevant when you're trying to play down and distance stuff or you're trying to throw the ball on second down or whatever it might be. Like Montana was in the situation last year. Now all of a sudden you're confused. You don't know where that guy is going to be. The pre-snap alignment is what's so confusing and Pre-snap alignment doesn't matter if you just, like Sean said, line up in a three-tight end set and run it down their throat. So mm-hmm. I think that that'll definitely be part of uh, Montana's game plan for sure. And then on the other side, I mean, Portland State, we're talking all about the flex because it's such a, a, a unique defense and so unorthodox and hardly anybody runs it anymore. But Portland State's very, very intricate on what they do on offense too. They're going to – Sergio Hoffman has emerged as – their number one guy, but they played four running backs last year consistently. And a lot of teams talk about how they want to play four running backs, but they don't actually do it. There, there's at least three guys that are going to get at least 10 carries on Saturday, maybe even more. And Davis Alexander has also been a part of the run game, too. Uh, Bruce Barnum, the quarterback, exactly. Yeah. Bruce Barnum has been an offensive coordinator of the Big Sky for a long time, and he's run a lot of different stuff. But when he was under Nigel Burton, they ran so many of the old Nevada principles with the pistol. And that's something that's kind of gone by the wayside, too. But that gun-run stuff, Bruce Barnum's one of the innovators of that at this level of football. And the fact that Davis Alexander has been running it more prevalently, like, he already has a career high in rushing for the season mm. this year. And we're, you know, we still have a month left of the year. So there's a lot of diversity there, too. Portland State's offense, from a preparation standpoint, is equally as challenging to prepare for. Sean, quickly, last thing on this, we'll give you the last word as the honored guest today uh how much do you think dalton sneed playing or not with cam humphrey you know being the backup matters in this game saturday i think it certainly matters i mean dalton sneed was playing really really well uh before he got hurt um 
can Montana, you know, go in there and win without him? Certainly. But I think it, it certainly matters. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if Snead is in there, there's, I'm not saying you're going in there feeling relaxed and, and comfortable per se, but I think you're feeling pretty good about yourself if you're, you know, if you're Montana, if you're a Montana Grizz fan. Um, Humphrey being in there, I mean, he's, he played fine, I would say. He played solid yeah. against Eastern Washington. Exactly. He, he played solid. He certainly yeah. missed a lot of, he's missed a lot of the, those short and intermediate throws on like mm-hmm. third and fours that what Dalton Snead is really, really good at. So if the, if the game is tight and they need a you know a bunch of you know third and fives and stuff, it, it might get interesting because um, that's where Dalton is so good. Mm-hmm. But I think Cam you know certainly has the talent, and I'm just really curious to see if they. I mean, he's got a really good arm throwing the, throwing the deep ball. I'm, I'm curious to see if they take a couple more shots than they did at Eastern because I thought the shots were there for them to take if they wanted to, but they kind of just uh, played it safe. You had to wonder too if they maybe took some of the aggressiveness out of the game plan or at least were hesitant to do it because the weather was so bad early. The weather actually settled in. It did. It, and it was okay, but you just wonder like... It's almost like they thought it was going to be bad, so they just like kind of went away from it. Totally. Regardless, yeah. But your point, too, the fact that Montana has emerged now with this three tight end set, even with uh, Matt Rensvold missing the majority of this year, he got hurt against Oregon. Joey Elwell has really emerged as a great H-back, and that gives you an option because... Bryson Deming and Colin Bingham are both such good inline tight ends, inline blockers. But having a guy who has the athleticism to truly line up in the backfield with his hand in the dirt and still get after you at the point of attack, I mean, Elwell is impressive. He's a very impressive athlete. He's very physically ready. And I thought he was really, really good on Saturday against Eastern Washington, even though he didn't even touch the ball. 2TEL Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey in here with us just to get things started. He's got to run off and do the news thing, I guess. <laughs> That's a big deal. Uh, and so, uh, but Sean, we uh, we got to do this because you're going to be out the rest of the week here. So we got to do this right now. But this happens every once in a while, like every couple of years. Do we get the uh, the stars to align? They like they align for a Sunday where your Los Angeles, formerly San Diego Chargers, are playing my Green Bay Packers in a home game for the Green Bay Packers, although it is in Los Angeles. That's the way it works. You go. Oh, Philip will be on the silent count. You go play sure. in the Chargers Stadium, and it's going to be eighty five percent road fans in there on vacation, yep. taking it in in. Uh, Dub Hub Stadium or whatever it is now. Uh, the uh, Packers, interestingly, are only three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Uh, I think they opened at like seven. But uh, in any case, uh, you wanted to make a little wager, a little public wager with me on this game, which I think is sporting of you because we already know what the outcome is going <laughs> to be. So I got the Packers. You yep. got the Chargers. What's on the line between you and I this weekend? So, you know, I was racking my brain on trying to find something fun that we can do. Okay. And something that we can present, you know, on air for everybody. <laughs> right. Riley and I got kind of got this pie to the face thing going. With, yeah. With, with, you know, Dodgers, Padres, and Broncos, Chargers. I, but wanna, I, I didn't want to do that. ruin your clothes. No, no, no. So I was thinking the winner gets to write a poem okay. ab- about the loser. <laughs> and, and, they, and, and anything goes and they get to, you know, and then the loser... They present it to the loser, and the loser has to read it aloud, uh, you know, out loud on air. I think, uh, I think I like this. I've done some haikus on this show. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I fancy myself, you know, uh, excellent in when it comes to rhyme schemes and whatnot. And uh, I am going to write a tome for you, my friend. It is going to be like get the scroll out. We're talking. 
700 lines Let's of Sean it. Rainey poetry after the Packers run roughshod over the hapless I Los think this Angeles is a Chargers. sneaky game, though. I think this is like a sneaky... Like, I've obviously followed the Chargers for a long, long time. This is like the, the a sneaky Chargers play well game. Like, I, I just... Got a feeling. That's fine. <laughs> we'll, and then we'll do something later because we got the Vikings Chargers later on, too. Packers so we'll just got the second easiest schedule in the NFL besides the freaking Patriots. First of all, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL, the Packers do, because they play the Vikings twice. Oh, my God. So let's start there. And then after You just that, make yourself sound dumb when you say stuff like that. See, we we fired our offensive coordinator. Yeah, so we're going hunts out. Yeah, so Who's we're in. I don't know. I think the quarterback's coach is technically, but I think the head coach will... Are you going to throw the ball to Austin Eckler? Yes, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, finally, let's get rid of Melvin Gordon and Are get the ball to Are they going to trade Melvin Gordon? Well, the deadline... I, no. Yeah, they well, should have. No, the deadline was yeah, yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah. deadline was yesterday, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. okay, last question for you. Is there a coach who has no name? Anthony Lynn, is that his mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. Is he the favorite for if you had a smoker or a wrestling championship among NFL coaches? Is he the one that's going to beat every other NFL coach in an actual fight? Because he is just he's so a, scary to me. He's a beast. He, he is, is a beast. He's he's up there. I can't really go through him too quick. Obviously, I like Andy Reid's chances. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe uh, Vrabel, Vrabel, Vrabel for Titans. Vrabel's pretty good. Mm, yeah. Vrabel's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Lynn, though, is is right up there. I mean, I would have taken Mike Tomlin when he was a first or second year head coach because he was, I mean, he's still, I, I want nothing to do with Coach Tomlin on a bad day. But, you know, he's, he's coming up into his 50 kind of neck of the woods, 50-something. Probably. So, uh, Freddie I don't Kitchens. Know, a- Anthony Anthony Lynn's... Yeah, it's got to be Anthony Lynn. Anthony, Anthony Lynn, Lynn's I think, rolling. is the winner. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. Uh, all right, Sean, poetry it is. Uh, the winner has work to do, uh, and the loser will read it live on the air, uh, a poem about themselves from the winner. Okay? Let's do it. This is good. I love this. this is, <laughs> we'll get that going on the social medias, uh, and, uh, and we'll put that out there for everybody. Hey. Enjoy. Good. Have a great show tonight. Travel safe, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, watching the game on Saturday with you. All right. Appreciate it, fellas. Sean Rainey, boys and girls, ABC Fox Television, SWX does a great job over there. Uh, being the sports director, we'll take a quick break. Kevin Thompson coming up, the quarterback of Sacramento State Hornets, are the number six team in the nation. They are hosting third-ranked Weber State in a major, major Big Sky Conference matchup this weekend. He'll be on with us next. They've been telling you. For a little while now about MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You don't want to clean your gutters. You shouldn't clean your gutters. That should have been the bet we just made. Loser cleans the, the winner's gutters. That's what Sean Rainey should be doing at my house. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport. Easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport.
Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. For the first time since 2014, the Montana volleyball team walked into Bozeman and came away with a win, playing at Montana State, which is a team tied for third in the Big Sky Conference. The Grizzlies were dominant, earning a 3-1 win. The Grizzlies are now, have now won back-to-back matches for the first time this season and are 2-0 to be, begin Big Sky Conference play. The second half of Big Sky Conference play, that yes. is. Thank you. The Lady Grizz basketball team needed a Taylor Goligoski three-pointer with 40 seconds remaining in regulation to force overtime before holding on for a 74-70 win over Carroll College on Tuesday night. In the final exhibition game of the season for Montana, the Saints ripped off an 11-0 run to close the first quarter up 22-14. Goligoski's shot gave her 10 points while Mackenzie Johnston Helped the rally by scoring 19 points, dishing out eight assists, and grabbing seven rebounds. Montana will open the regular season against MSU Northern on Tuesday, November 5th at 11.30 a.m. in the third annual Day of Pandemonium, also known as Lady Grizz School Day. Well, strap it up, boys and girls. Game 7 in the World Series coming up in about two hours from now. The Washington Nationals, 7-2 winners in a wild game last night that included Dave Martinez being ejected in the seventh inning. Stratford went eight in the third, only around two runs. Tonight, Ricky Scherzer, let's go. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Well, a pleasant afternoon to you. It is to tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. It's also on Highway 83 in Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. Want to remind everybody, once again today, we will be doing the word of the day. The word of the day for a keg and a kegerator. How about that? The keg from... Great Burn Brewery and a kegerator from Fred's Appliance. Uh, outstanding. Love doing that, so stick around for the word of the day. And then, yes, World Series, Game 7. I can't wait. We're going to talk more about that game towards the end of the show. Uh, and uh, we will, of course, have the game in full for you right here on ESPN Radio. We go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome back to the show our now California correspondent for Tutel and Nuanas, the quarterback of the Sacramento State Hornets, Kevin Thompson. They are playing Weber State, the number three versus number six matchup in the nation, biggest matchup in the Big Sky Conference this weekend. Kevin, thanks so much for being with us once again. How are you? Uh, good to be back. I'm, do- I'm doing great. Uh, how are you doing? We're doing excellent. We appreciate you being with us. And, uh, I mean, let's just jump right into it. You guys have played uh, one of the, if not the, toughest schedule in the in the country this year, and you're undefeated in the FCS, and yet it just gets harder and harder as you go now up against the defending Big Sky champions and the number three team in the nation, Weber State. When you look at this matchup now that you're into it, headed into this week, what do you see uh, out of the Wildcats, especially with that vaunted defense yeah they're uh they're they're a great football team um they're playing really well right now uh we're really excited for the matchup uh it's it's another great test for us um as we've had all year long and uh you know when we when we saw that schedule we were we're pretty fired up about it because you know you want to play the best team because you know that's that's how you prove yourself but um they're just they're just really consistent uh on the, on the defensive side of the ball, from from what I've been watching, uh, they they fly around and make plays. They got some big guys up front, 
Um, they're talented in the secondary. They're fast. Um, so we're going to have to definitely be on our game. Um, but we're, we're excited for the challenge. On the scheduling note, it's an interesting factor, right? Because in the big sky, the unbalanced schedule, sometimes I know everybody in this league can present challenges at times, but sometimes you do have to play the better teams, and you never know who's going to be the better teams. But as it's played out right now, you guys basically have to play all the best teams. But it seems as if you guys have really embraced that element. Like you said, you want to play the best teams. How much do you guys think about, hey, if we do figure out a way to take care of business during this schedule, this could actually set us up with a higher seed, a higher playoff positioning than any other uh, option that we could have. Yeah, we, we definitely, you know, just want to take it one game at a time, but we're uh, it's definitely definitely huge to uh, um, play all of the top teams in your conference, especially in the big sky, which is traditionally, you know, one of one of the better conferences in the FCS. It, it just sets you up, um, I think, for, for success um, in the playoffs. And uh, like I said, we just... Uh, Preseason, we saw you know teams that were picked to be up at the top, and we noticed you know we play pretty much all those teams, and um, we didn't really back down from that. We we wanted to play those teams. Uh, I did personally, and I, and I know the rest of my teammates did as well, just because you know we want to we want to play the best. You know we don't care we don't care who we have on the schedule. We we feel like we can compete, and we're gonna just try to continue to do that. What did you see out of Cal Poly? What sort of adjustments did they make that made you guys go to the ground? And how are you guys able to take advantage of what they were giving you? Yeah, we saw um, early on they did they did a really good job throughout that game. You know, defending the pass, um, we kind of noticed they were in a, in a lot of too high and uh, kind of allowing us to get out on the perimeter and run. And so we just kind of stuck with that for a majority of the game and. And so, like, we continue to be successful with that. They're playing a bit softer with the safeties early on. And uh, so we just kind of let Elijah and BJ, you know, do their thing. And uh, the line just walked great and set the tempo up front. So we just kind of stuck with it, and it, and it, and it worked really well. It was, uh, it was, it was um, good to see that, that we were able to kind of pound the ball a bit and be successful, you know, real, real successful in the run game. Um, so it just kind of shows, that I think, everything that we want to do offensively so whether it be running fast just kind of go with the flow of the game whatever's working just stick with it and make adjustments when needed Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. 
Kevin Thompson joining us, by the way, the uh, quarterback for the Sacramento State Hornets, the number six team in the nation. They're playing the number three team in the nation, Weber State, in a huge Big Sky Conference matchup this weekend. And, Kevin, uh, how much fun has this season been? I mean, you guys haven't been beating teams. You have been beating down teams and good teams as well. Uh, it's just been uh, a fun to watch, but i got to imagine it's been fun to play in and just roll in the way that you guys are. Yeah, it's been, you know, the most fun I've had playing football in, in quite some time. And I think it really just comes down to really the attitude and just kind of the work ethic we have as a team. Um, I really just enjoy enjoy working together, enjoy going to practice together, enjoy going to meetings together. And I just think we have a great group of guys and a great, great coaching staff and training staff. And everyone's just made the environment just a lot of fun to be around and then of course, we've had some success on the field as well, so so, so that's been contributing to it. So uh, I just think you know the environment and kind of the culture that's kind of in place right now has uh, has been a big factor of why everyone's just having having such a good time. Kind of why we're seeing some success right now, but we just want to keep uh, continue to carry that moving forward. Schematically, what do you see out of Weber State's defense? They've had talent-wise, man for man, some of the best personnel in the league. But when you watch just what they do and how they operate, what do you see as a quarterback? Yeah, I think they they uh, they want to line up and they just want to beat you. You know, one on one, they they feel like you know they're talented enough to to just line up and and win across the board. And, and so far, they've been pretty successful in doing that. And you know, I'm assuming they're going to probably. Uh, continue to do the same thing, do, do what's been working for them. And, uh, you know, I just think it's going to be a great matchup, and, and we'll see if we can win those one-on-one battles. Last season when you guys played, we were saying, I know you didn't get a chance to play. So how much are you personally looking forward to this matchup? Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've just been, uh, I still, you know, haven't, haven't had a chance, didn't get a chance to play against them last year, played against them two years ago at home, and we lost, and, uh, in a fairly close game, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing playing them. You know, didn't, didn't really get the shot last year, but just, just really excited just to play, just to be, just to be able to be here and play at all. Really, is, it's really exciting and fun for me, and, and to still you know have the opportunity to play college football. You know, despite some of the injuries, it's just you know every every game. You know, I'm just not taking not taking any games for granted this year really focused on this Weber State game, but just having a lot of fun and, and definitely really excited to, to get another opportunity this Saturday. And as we know, the way that Weber State operates with their offense, they like to control the ball, grind the clock. I think last year, I guess you guys had something like 34 minutes of possession, maybe 34 and some change. And Josh Davis has proven to be one of the best running backs in the league. So mm-hmm. when you guys have the ball, how important is it to be efficient and maximize your opportunities since it might be a little while to get the ball back again? Yeah, just, just similar to, to Cal Poly in a sense. Um, when you get the ball, you, you want to try to make the most of it. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't know how many plays or possessions you're, you're going to get. It could be, you know, you might only have 50, 60, 60 70 plays if you're lucky. Um, so... You know, you got to make sure you're, you're scoring touchdowns uh, or at least scoring points, you know, almost every time that you get the ball. Uh, otherwise, you know, they could, they could control the game and eat it up and, and and come through with the win. So our defense has been playing great, and, uh, you know, hopefully they, they keep keep uh, keep doing what they're doing for some turnovers and, 
you know, hopefully that won't be an issue with the time possession. Kevin, you're from Tacoma, really from Auburn, Washington, Western Washington. You spent time in Vegas. Now you're in Sacramento. Which of those places is the best place? <laughs> well, I, I do love going to school in Sacramento. Um, obviously, this is my favorite college that I've been at to. But uh, definitely, I got I got I love Western Washington. I got to give the nod to the Western Washington, Seattle. Um, the, the Pacific Northwest. Nothing gets better. I like the I like the weather, and I just think it's just probably the most beautiful area that I've been to. Uh, but I do love Sacramento. Sacramento's been great, but I just think nothing beats you know that area. You know, in the summer when it's, when it's like a nice seventy degree day, you know, I can't really beat it. Well, one of the only converts on earth who used the weather as, as an example of why Washington is better than California. <laughs> Casey, uh, love it, man. Hey, best of luck this weekend uh, against Weaver. Can't wait for this matchup. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll catch up with you again, all right? Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. There you go. Kevin Thompson joining us once again. What are we, We're about... Uh, once every two weeks, we get KT on the Maybe show. more than that. I Talk mean, we're only us. five weeks into Big Shack Arms play, and that's his fourth appearance we're on the show. Fourth. Uh, anyway, uh, great to have him on. And obviously, the, the game this weekend, a huge one between uh, uh, them and Weber State. It actually isn't that. It is a huge game because it's three versus six. But, like, win, lose, or draw, both these teams are just fine, really good, and going to be there at the end. I, I mean, I guess the only thing is if you're talking about getting a seed in the playoffs or something like that. Totally. I mean, jockeying for playoff seeding and jockeying for the conference championships is yep. a big deal. W- winning a conference championship for Weaver State would be a huge deal because they've only ever won. They won. The, they went shared the top conference title back-to-back years, 08 and 09, with Montana, and they have not ever won three in a row, even if it's shared. So that would be a huge deal. And Sac State has never won a conference championship. So that would be a huge deal, too. I also think that it's worth making the point about this game. I know we're going to get into this game preview a little bit more tomorrow uh, with Brett Hine from the Standard Ogden Examiner. Uh, Ogden Standard Examiner, I should say. The newspaper in Ogden, Utah, yep. covers Weaver State. Uh, but I think that it's easy to say it now because we, we've been entrenched in the rise of Weaver State under Jay Hill the last handful of years. Troy Taylor and his presence at Sac State has taken the league by storm. But I think it's a it's a discussion that we should have later on this season or at some point. Just the fact that you never would have thought that Weaver State and Sac State would be playing in a November game with the conference title ramifications and with playoff seeding ramifications. No one would have thought that five years ago in any world. No, and here we are. And it's just a it's just a point worth making because if they can do it, the Montana schools have to be able to do it. <laughs> right. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear 
at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.